The podcast where we discuss horror movies featuring children. Because parenting can be scary. And kids are definitely creepy. (laughs) (sighs) Hi, Josh. Hi. How's it going? Oh, just ducky. Um, Good to be back here with you. It's great to be back. It's been a little while. Or has it? Maybe nobody, everybody thinks it's just right on time. Well, I've noticed that there was a little bit of a delay in putting this episode out. For instance, we watched the movie um, before you went on your trip. I did. went on a trip. Um, News for me. Yeah. So he he is now returned and now we can record and get this to your hot little ears. Mm. Um, mm. But you should see a doctor because pandemic is still happening your ears are hot make sure to take your temperature hot ears have great fears (laughs) that old folksy wisdom ah did you read that in a stephen king book Mm, yeah yeah you know i was like i ain't talk no jive and then (laughs) said that (laughs) yeah god (laughs) um so it has been a little bit but um I'm excited to be back here with you because we've got a really fun episode on our hands here. I agree. I agree. We do have a fun one in store for you. But before we get to that, you went on a trip. I was working like two jobs at once. It was nutty. It was a very busy time. Crazy times. I'm sure everyone's feeling this a little bit, kind of getting back. Yeah, I think so. Like things are... Really, along with the optimism that comes from case rates going down of COVID-19 and vaccines being issued widely and everything else, it's hard not to notice that like everything else is picking up too. But I feel like we're still stumbling along. We're not quite at that. Mm. We're not quite keeping pace with the changes that are coming in certain well, ways. You yeah, because this uneven, week... imbalanced. Yeah, this week, the CDC... Announced we can shout out CDC. <laughs> we can um, wear so we can if you're vaccinated, fully vaccinated, two weeks max vax as they call it. Mm. Um, you can not wear a mask in outside or in a gathering of your of like one other household or something. Other vaccinated people of other vaccinated people. But if you're in a crowded outdoor arena, you still should. Yep. And so, you know, just we went for a walk around our block as we have grown accustomed to doing and with the kids. And we were like, I guess we don't wear our masks. And then other people have their masks on and you you want to like put yours back on just to show respect. Yeah. It's respect, a weird solidarity, thing. Solidarity, courtesy. I think these are all these are all important uh, it's things. really very weird. Talk about the stumbling thing. It's gonna be, it's gonna be wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I keep I, the places I kept noticing it was when I was on my trip, went to visit my brother in Seattle. Uh, we went and ate inside restaurants for the first time in over a year, and we did that a couple times. And out of respect for the servers, we put our masks on when we were not 
mm-hmm. when they were near our table. Mm-hmm. But the weird thing is, is they were some of the first people to get vaccinated. So it's very unlikely that they're worried about it and that we should be. But it still is. Um, yeah, it's just a measure of courtesy. They're required to wear their masks. And so we shall do the same. I, mean, I think that's part of it. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to do it. We're going to wear the masks whenever we feel like we should. The question is going to be like, when do you get an, like, are you going to buy a new mask right now? Like there, I was just, cause I kind of need a refresh. Yeah. I was just thinking about this. We do. We need new masks. We need, we, you know, we have to get new masks. We're going to be wearing masks for a long time. That's true. So, okay. Put that on the family keep list. Okay. Google keep. Check it out. No one pays us for this, but check it out. Certainly not Google. No. (laughs) (laughs) Scary good stuff. Google Keep. I mean, that is a good one. It's true. It's a collaborative notes app from Google. So it'll um, sync with your Gmail. It's like their version, you know, like it's their their notes product. So if you use an Android phone, you might already have it. But for us Apple users, you can still get it as as an app. And it's nice to have collaborative things. We use it for shopping lists and biz like that. Because also autocomplete when you want to add something back to a grocery list or that kind of thing. Yeah, anyway. it's good. It's yeah. good. Check it out. No. Helpful. We got Woo's five-year physical coming up. And so like I just made a new one today that was like, oh, here's things that are on my mind since Carol will likely be taking him mm-hmm. to that appointment. Just like, oh, so I don't forget to ask. And then she's got him on her phone. Boom. That's it. Easy, breezy, doctorful. <laughs> All right. Well, look, I I can't, I just can't wait to talk about this stupid movie. So Um, (laughs) it's a silly one for sure. Yes. But I enjoyed watching it in a weird way. (laughs) Isn't that brother? The brother. It's called the boy. It's called the boy. (laughs) I know that. I couldn't think of the word for boy. Oh. That's (laughs) Mm, my babble Spanish. El Chico. El Chico? See, that's boyfriend. No, girl, boy, Chico. Yeah, okay, yeah. I have no idea. Um, but that doesn't translate as well, does it? (laughs) I want to let everyone know. First up, this movie is The Boy from 2016, not The Boy from 2015. There are two movies called The Boy. And this one is directed by William Brent Bell and writer Stacy McNear. I'm sorry. It's directed by William Brent Bell and written by Stacy Manier. And just so you know, Stacy's a man. You would have already been able to know that just from watching the movie, but um, yeah, it's a man. Whoa, here he comes. Watch out, boy. He'll chew you up. Whoa, Watch here out, he comes. the boy. He's a man-eater. Oh. The boy, though. The boy. Okay. Watch out, the boy. <laughs> He'll write you up. Oh, here he comes. He's a man-eater. Okay. There you go. You did it. Thank you. Um, Yeah, so that's the one we're talking about. This one is about, well, <laughs> don't let me tell you what it's about. Let's turn to our old trusted friend, Claudia Carvajal. Oh my goodness gracious. I just want to let everyone know that it was very difficult to choose this plot summary as not only was Nick Reginus in the <laughs> in the running, 
but also KGF Vissers, which uh, we we I think we have uh, read their synopsis before. So, would you like to read it, Josh? Oh, it would be my greatest honor. <laughs> this one also has officials from STX Entertainment. That's a first. The production company, yeah, has put their own in there. And yet, I didn't choose those. Carol didn't choose those. We like a little bit of raw, you know? Like a little carpaccio with our carvalho. <laughs> American Greta Evans flees to London after a traumatic separation from her boyfriend, Cole, and is hired by the Heelshires to be their beloved son, Brahms's nanny. She travels to an isolated old manor in the country and is welcomed by the old couple, who give her a list of rules she must follow. Then they introduce her to Brahms, and she realizes that he is a doll. Soon, Mr. and Mrs. Heelshire leave for a vacation, and Greta befriends the delivery boy Malcolm. When she decides to give no attention to the doll, weird things happen, and she believes that a spirit is trapped in that doll. Love it. Yeah. No notes. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a doll, as in a life-size porcelain doll. Of a little boy. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing the trailer for this movie and being like, whoa, that looks really good. I did not. I remember seeing the trailer and thinking, are they really going to like animate a doll? In Oh. Yeah, I thought it was going to be like, you know, slowly turning its head towards um, and then like be, you know, showing up with like a knife or something. Yeah, like, Ch- like Chucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like but no. a porcelain doll without features. Mm-hmm. So I was yeah. like, that sounds terrible. But that's not what happens. Um, I like the setup of getting hired to be a nanny. And then it's a doll. And you have to take it seriously. I like that setup. Sure. I don't like what happened in this movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean. It was. Um, so. So taking it. Taking it from there. From Claudio. So. Yes. Yeah, so Greta befriends the delivery boy, Malcolm. He's a man and he relentlessly hits on her throughout the entire first act. And, and most act. well, the second act they're already kinda together. He's still hitting on her actively. Oh it, he, yeah, it never stops. He it would this would never be made even just five years later. Um it's in wild. the same way because it's the way that he like just yeah i just can't stop like i just don't think that that would be portrayed in a way that was then redeemed by him being the good guy like i thought for sure he was behind it or yeah something. oh absolutely i thought he was brahms or something yeah i was like okay this guy's a creep he won't leave her alone her alone she already has this history of like an abusive boyfriend mm-hmm. i was very anti-malcolm and still am and he starts, yeah, his relentless hitting on her starts immediately. And the the setup of them being alone in the country is the part that really mm. got me. Where then she's also by herself. She has zero recourse. Uh, there were alarm bells going off. It felt yeah. like aggressive and unsafe. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Like, was... why wouldn't he be the villain? Oh, exactly. Yeah. But no, that's not what happened. Um, Thank you, Stacy. So yeah, she she the when the Heelshires leave, she 
doesn't follow these rules. She just leaves the doll in a chair. But the rules, the rules are basically like what you would imagine a rich kid only child's day to be like, which mm-hmm. is like lessons and music. Mm-hmm. His He likes to listen to loud opera music. That's right. And then like meals and bathing and dressing and all these things at certain times and like a, a bedtime yeah. routine. A little gremlinsy too. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. needs to be kissed goodnight right <laughs> and she doesn't follow any of these rules and creepy things start to happen and because we find out as she divulges completely un- unearned to malcolm that she has lost she's she had a miscarriage with her abusive boyfriend she knows what it's right. like to lose a child and she these weird things all lead her to believe that the doll is holding a spirit inside of it or whatever it is like that there's a ghost communicating through the doll or whatever. Cause there's like this whole backstory of the real Brahms being like, he dies in a fire right? that he started and tried like, I don't know. That part was really weird. Like he, he, well, with the, the, the with initial, the their story is that he died in a fire in the house mm-hmm. The real story is that he, at his birthday party, mm-hmm. he murdered a neighbor girl, and then the mom started the fire, like the house mm. fire. So to them, what we, you know, like we come to find out is just like a to fake his death. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Right. The neighbor girl thing. I was like, well, <sighs> so um, I thought that was a little unnecessary. The whole thing is unnecessary, but um. So she believes she she basically believes what the Heelshires say they believe, which is yeah, the, yeah, yeah. which she is comes that this around dumb, to she it. comes around and she starts following the rules, and there's a whole you know time period where she's taking care of the doll and Malcolm's just going along with it because he just wants to get laid, he doesn't care. What did you think about that transformation of her turning the corner to accepting? spirit brahms i mean i that part didn't i knew that that was going to happen you know so Mm -hmm. i was like okay like i was on board with it like you could tell she was going to eventually follow the rules right i wasn't sure if it was just going to become too late you know if it was Mm -hmm. like a spirit thing was like well you already you could try all you want to Mm -hmm. like get me to you know eat my meals and stuff now but you're doomed Mm. i was really hoping it was a spirit as i always am Mm -hmm. always hoping for that supernatural thing it turned out to be more of a people under the stairs situation oh yeah with the real brahms wearing a porcelain mask for some reason of his burned face or whatever um living in some apartment in the in the the crawl space (laughs) I don't even think his face is burned. I don't think he was actually in a fire. Right. Well, why, well, I'm just saying, why does he have the porcelain mask on? Just to be like, I am Brahms. Or did he get the porcelain mask after Brahms was shattered? Shattered. Like, did he take a piece of... No, I, I thought... What? It, it literally doesn't matter. It's so stupid. Right. And but at that, that point like of the movie, I Jason was just... Vibe. Yeah. I was so checked out. Um. 
because Brahms like turns on them both and is trying to kill them and it's really rapey. Yeah, he's just like a really strong human man. (laughs) (laughs) He's like an adult and a little bit of Texas chainsaw, right? Like he Mm -hmm. wants, it's like he wants to have her, even the note that um, the mom writes to him, their suicide note Mm -hmm. is like, the the girl is yours. Yeah. So it's like you can have, she'll be your wife or whatever. Yeah. Brahms, like... Because the estranged boyfriend had come back and Brahms kills him and then he he's basically killing Malcolm. But Greta goes back to save Malcolm. It's all just total bunk. Mm-hmm. Hated it all. Um, <laughs> but I, was I do. Say, I did like the turn with her mm. accepting Brahms because I thought it was like a. It felt a little bit like she was charmed, meaning like it, it mm. kept me guessing for a little while longer whether it was something spiritual or not yeah because it's like i that she was accepting of it and not necessarily afraid of it i thought was also a cool choice i thought it was cool that she wasn't just immediately like freaked out which is what i would have been i would have left a long time ago i'm not built for to be in horror movies and barely built to watch them and if he was you're not gonna go to a manor and live there by yourself especially when you have a restraining order against your ex-boyfriend that's true and i have two kids oh well you yeah Yeah. you (laughs) (laughs) oh my god um but i like that that she was like no i'm into this and then was weird around malcolm being like Brahms, like she kind of seemed like, mm-hmm. oh, maybe the parents were also like possessed or something, mm, and that's yeah. why they were treating it so normally. She's treating it normally, right? Um, okay, so that was great. Interview with a vampire. Mm. Interview with a vampire. Okay, so you do abandon your family and oh, um, <laughs> go to live in this manner, you and. You are presented with the doll. The Heelshires say, meet our son, Brahms. Okay. And you see the doll. What would you do? What would I do? Immediately, I wouldn't laugh. Um, yeah, she laughs. She laughs in the movie. She's like, <laughs> nice joke. Yeah, which is ludicrous. Like I don't so think rude. I don't think most people would do it. It was just like purely rude, which was strange. Um, <laughs> yeah, I would ask more questions. I guess that no, I guess the interview with a vampire question is: you've agreed, you've gotten through all that, and they leave. They leave. What do you do then? Do you put the doll in a closet and go about your business, or do you follow the rules? realistically, yeah, I put the doll in a closet and go about my business. And the second that doll reappears, I am gone and never coming back Mm. ever. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's it. I would leave because I'll also be like, well, the doll's not alive, but something horrible is happening here. (laughs) And so I'm going to leave. (laughs) That would be that. Yeah. Because when I was watching the movie, I had the knee jerk reaction that I was like, well, I would just at least do some of the things you know like that's yeah so me and not like not sane at all mm-hmm. um like i feel like i would well they asked me to so <laughs> 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 uh, 
Like, yeah, maybe I won't dress and redress him, but he can sit. That's why. He can sit with me at meals. <laughs> I think the wastefulness would get to me. Oh, that yes. would immediately set me off. Of like, I'm doing clean laundry. I'm throwing food in the garbage because mm-hmm. I wouldn't realize that a human adult man was eating all the food. Oh my god, Jesus! Oh, this movie. Um. Okay. As you can gather, listeners, there isn't a lot of actual parenting in this movie. Mm. Um, Nothing that we can really... There's no real-life scenarios here that that I feel like getting into. Like the Heelshires, look, I don't know, don't fake your son's death. Don't do it. (laughs) With a fire. There's way less cheaper ways to do it if you're going to do it but definitely i guess they're not concerned about money and sorry just to continue this i also want to point out that this was a great illustration of these people having living in a giant mansion in the country and why they were so wealthy and how it played into the story unlike the orphan or orphan um Remember how we were like, why do they, why do they live in this crazy house and the right. architecture and everything? And it didn't play into it at all. I appreciated the fact that it was part of the story. Yeah. It's an old manor house and mm-hmm. they're old people as well. Mm-hmm. Like it's probably old money. It's an old, yeah. And it sets up yeah, creepiness. And why they'd even own a porcelain doll in the first place. I did think there was an interesting parenting moment that is leaked out when um mr heelshire is walking uh, greta around the grounds and getting her acclimated to the rat traps she'll have to empty into garbage bags um well first of all do you think that the rats that the fear with the rats getting into the walls that they would be a bother to uh real brahms real brahms or did you think it was because um, she didn't want anybody poking around in the walls. A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Don't care because this movie sucked. All right, <laughs> save it for <laughs> save it for later. Um, the one th- this is the one little thing that I do think applies to a lot of parenting habits that all parents develop. Hmm. I know how this must look to you, Miss Evans, and to be completely honest, I'm not sure how it all came to this. Little by little, then all at once, I suppose. Hmm. Just a line that stuck with me. Totally. All the bad habits we develop as parents, and the good ones too. But Mm -hmm. the bad ones is, of course, what sticks out. It's like, I know this seems weird that we have to... our kids in sixth grade still wearing pull-ups at night. Yes, that we're... Spoon-feeding our kids vegetables when he's 10 years old. (sighs) I don't know. I can keep going. I was gonna, yeah, yeah, do it. Keep it Keep it going. <laughs> I mean, that I get my kid dressed when he's, you know, 11. Mm-hmm. I, you know, basically, basically doing things or allowing things that are inhibiting your child's growth. Yeah. And you know it, but you can't stop it. Or like, it's true. You're bringing up a lot of things of like older kids rather than kids around like our age. And I think that's right. 
because most of that stuff is fixable, right? Or it's just like, it still is maybe even developmentally very appropriate to do things that might seem like quote unquote habits now, which are actually like breakable in the coming years, but that, um, so you mean like, um, like letting your kids stay at home until they're 28 years old or something? Yeah, or like doing your kids' laundry when they're in college, stuff oh, like God. that. Like my roommate in freshman year, one of my two roommates freshman year of college, it was clear he'd never done a load of laundry in his life, and so he didn't do laundry. He mm. just kept his dirty clothes in a basket under his bed, mm. and our room smelled like his dirty laundry. That's awful. Yeah, it was revolting. Um, we had to, at some point, just put the dirty clothes hamper in the hallway. We told him, like, you can't have this in here. Oh, my God. It wasn't until he went home for, like, Thanksgiving that finally did a little laundry you know tangent on that is that or i guess to continue this tangent is that i remember being at college and being so perplexed by the actual washing machine with the quarters and everything because i had a washing machine and a dryer in my house growing Mm -hmm. up and i didn't know it was that part was really confusing to me and i felt like oh wow like you never used a coin op laundry machine yeah mm-hmm. i had never done it and i and i remember thinking like wow that's that's a privilege that i've always had and now it's mm. biting me in the ass because i don't know how to do this yeah. <laughs> um but i imagine that a lot of people at our expensive private college uh oh certainly. had that <laughs> they didn't even do their laundry they were taking it home because a lot of people lived in the area yeah I remember a lot of people taking their laundry home. Oh, sure. Yeah. I would do that when I could. I lived an hour and a half away. Ay, ay, ay. Um, but getting back to that, uh, yeah, I, that is a good, that is a good, um, line from this movie. And I unfortunately wasn't paying attention as much during that part because you had said there was a groundskeeper in the movie, an old, white man Uh groundskeeper and i was like no it's the dad and you're like no there's two old white men in this movie and i could not figure out in that scene who she was talking to no if it was the dad or the groundskeeper i still think that they're (laughs) i know i'm not i'm sure you're right oh i see he was he he just drove Greta there in the taxi. The guy I'm thinking of was another old white man. I thought he was like their groundskeeper and driver. Mm. He probably also picked them up because I don't think they drove. I don't recall when they drove away. Um, wow. Well, yeah, there's only like eight people in this whole movie, which is pretty incredible. But there is an old other. Yeah, taxi driver. Yeah. Matthew Walker. Yeah. Yeah, he plays taxi driver. <laughs> um. Yeah, so but, but besides all of the silly silliness that's happening in this movie, as far as the parenting goes, and lack thereof, and God, what trouble. What I, I, I see what you're saying here. It's like you're going to so much trouble to make this crazy situation work, mm-hmm. and it would have been way easier just to turn your kid in or whatever happened to i mean he you know yeah because he's whatever. still there there's also part of me who was like do they know but i think so right no, they, they did fake his death like yes. oh because she writes in the letter of course we know this already right so like you know you're going to all this trouble 
and you're just continuing, you're acting, you're saying like, well, we're insane. We're also sort of prisoners of our psychopath son, right? Because <laughs> right. they have some idea he's a dangerous person. Yeah. Um, and then the way that they decide to kick the bucket. Yeah. I was. I remember saying to you while we were watching it, I said, Josh, I'm never going to do that. And not... I had to take the rocks not, out of my pocket and sit back down on the couch. It was very confusing. <laughs> and that's not the double suicide thing. I mean... Look, I don't know what's going to happen, but we're just not going to drown. That's a terrible way to go. There's so many better ways to do it again. Again. <laughs> These yeah. people, bad, just just bad decision making. Not just not bringing it on any front, I guess. Yeah, Stacy. Um, but the thing that we do want to talk about mm. that we haven't really talked about in on the show. Not at length. Not at length is kids music. Mm. One of the rules, one of Brahms's precious, precious rules in his daily itinerary is that he loves to listen to his opera music very loudly. Music, Miss Evans. I don't know how Brahms would go on without his music. It's his world. Of course, he likes it rather louder than I prefer, but it gives him so much joy. I don't dare take it away from him. Side note, why is she such a bitch? I know, so rude when this, you'd think if your whole thing was playing a little bit crazy, you'd play crazy. Like if the thing is like these, these are like a couple of old kooks because they lost their child and it, which is very damaging and which anyone would understand. And I think you could be then the whole nanny thing. You probably could have put, uh, you probably would have had somebody who would have a Malcolm type character who would have actually just said like, they're just like a, a little bit crazy. They're mm -hmm. sweet. They just think this doll's their kid. And mm -hmm. you know, so like, all you gotta do is hang around right but no i'll she, be around if you need help <laughs> yeah she plays this grounded cynical and like wouldn't you be wanting to woo this person to stay mm -hmm. because like if she was being a total b because she wanted to somehow save greta and turn her off to it but no she wants her to stay that so that they can go it doesn't make a lick of sense yeah yeah, like we don't see that. It would have been, I think it would have been wise if we saw like, I mean, you could take it in a number of directions, but like maybe that they had um, either that Brahms was racking up like a body count, like maybe nannies had been disappearing or yeah. like had, maybe he'd even hurt the mom. Like you see that like mm -hmm. she has like marks on her wrist or something like that. Like yeah. how'd you get that bruise kind of yeah. something like that says, oh, they need to escape, not. Yeah, it's a, it's otherwise it's just like kind of a leap from there to yeah we're gonna end it rather than just like we're just gonna leave because he's not uh is not magical yeah well we haven't seen the boy too we don't know for sure he may be magical but as far as the opera music being loud is concerned um it is also a strange allowance for a really strict household. To be like, well, he can blast his music however loud he wants. Um, it made me think after the fact, 
is that was that like his like busy time, you know, mm. put on this loud music and he can kind of do whatever he wants movement mm-hmm. wise through the house right. while there's music playing. Right. Work on his masks, that kind yeah, of thing. Right. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. So well, weird. But kids music is happening in our lives. It really is. We've had many stages already of music that Wu specifically is obsessed with and wants us to play over and over and over. And at first it was, we, you know, we did like the music together classes. So we listened to that a lot and there were songs that he really loved. I mean, this is when he was like one and two. And then from there it was like the car soundtrack loved Shaboom and all the songs from there. He had a hip hop hooray um, phase. That was an early favorite. Yes. Mm -hmm. Also Queen. That's a pervasive um, Mm -hmm. favorite that started when he was really little and he still loves. Um, But right now we are in the, the depths. I have to imagine. Oh yes. The fathoms. We cannot go deeper. No. um, Of the three (laughs) albums that are Jake and the Neverland Pirate Band um, yes. from the Disney show Jake and the Neverland Pirates. And yeah. There's original music from every episode of the show or just about. There's there's like a new song in every show that they would do in the credits. And it's by a band called the Neverland Pirate Band. The two guys who were, who were they had a pirate rock band in Portland prior to this, then created a kids music band. I like did look into this not for the show um just because i was so curious about it and then when they got hired to do music for the show the disney executives were so obsessed that they wanted to make them an on-air part of it so they are in the show as animated characters with they voice and they're in the credits the closing credits as live action mm-hmm. themselves sharky and bones sharky and bones sharky and bones um and for that is him and me <laughs> and so we listen to these songs every day and when they're not being played, they're playing in our heads constantly. Constantly. And I wake up, I wake up in the night to, you know, when the kids wake up or whatever, the cats are fighting and I'm singing them in my head. Immediately. Immediately. Even when I was, um, where was I? And I wasn't, oh, I, I went to, down to San Diego for the night. Even then, I, you know, even when I'm not at home, it doesn't matter. I'm singing them. The good thing is, I'm very appreciative that the kids are into this music because it's really good. It's very well done. It's That's the really... shocking part that we have to keep reminding ourselves of. Yeah. Well, it's not like Paw Patrol where you're just like that song. Those songs are, I mean, just... It's genetically designed. I was going to say like algorithm Mm -hmm. levels of hell. Like what can we design to make you crazy? Um, Yeah, especially stuff in that pop punk um, preschool vein (laughs) is usually really vapid and just like energy, energy, doing the thing. Yeah. Here's the characters' names. <laughs> yeah, and that's it. Blaze. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. I was. That was the Blaze theme song. Um, but seriously, it it's it's trash. Yeah. And Blaze and the Monster Machines, Ricky Zoom, Paw Patrol, mm-hmm. uh, Super Wings, Super probably. Wings. Let's go. 
Um, and Thomas, I mean, that's a different level of psychopathy right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the <laughs> we we recommend the Neverland Pirate. Band. I mean, the songs are good. If we, yeah, this we've been we we've been to the music together depths. We've been to playing the Paw Patrol theme song in the car. There's only like five songs in that show, but these songs are so clever. I still mm-hmm. laugh at them, even though I, <laughs> I've heard them, them one intimately. thousand times. And each song is a different genre of music. Like there's punk and there's um, funk and there's yeah, there's like doo wop lean... and there's like barbershop mm. stuff. There's like every different kind of music. There's like the sea shanties, mm-hmm. of course, but all the there <laughs> like there's one that's like pirate. Pogo, yeah, I still root it all pretty heavily in like the Dropkick Murphys zone. That that part of it, but they also have like a classic rock one. Yeah, that's true. They they're especially later. I think they explore some more genres. Oh yeah, and some of the Bones songs. Who's them? Mm. There's Mm. some that are like more kind of indie pop songs or something. Yeah, but there's 80s. I've 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 tracked them now. I could probably there's one that's like a Katrina and the Waves kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. It's true. And then there's one at the end of the third album that's What Makes a Hero. Oh, yeah. It's very early 2000s-y. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm ashamed that Wu loves it so much, but he does. Yeah. And that's okay. It is. It's kind of like, yeah, yeah. Sort of the epic the, it's radio the, emo kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. the most emo-y, like, yeah, radio emo. Mm-hmm. But either way... um, this is, I'm sure, a part of every every parent's journey has got to be, unless there's just like music is not part of your life at all. But especially now, raising small children, you probably, I mean, statistically, you probably have a an Alexa or a Google thing. Sorry if we just set it off. <laughs> yeah, if you have a whatever. You've got whatever, a whatever you in your, robot. You have a way to listen to music pretty immediately or your phone, Spotify sure. or Someone Apple else. Music. Yeah, yeah, like you have a way to just, like our kids ask for things for, from Alexa. They ask for, and it's not even Jake. Like a lot of times just after dinner, they'll ask for like the Batman theme song or, mm-hmm. or, um, we're talking Neil Hefty, as we found out his name is the original yeah. <laughs> Adam West Batman theme song, <laughs> or the Spider Man theme song, or uh-huh. whatever. Like we're Queen, um, a lot of Queen, Blue. and a lot of uh, intergalactic. Yes, the so our our preschool asked us to pick a song or to have the kids pick a song for Wu's pre-K graduation. He's going to be leaving the school in June. And I can't believe it's already here. I can and I can't. It's a weird... Five is a weird tipping point, as I'm learning, where you just can't believe it's been so long and you totally can because you don't remember yeah, life like before. Five years about right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But just to see it manifested in a actual human's growth is pretty wild. Um, so... They asked us for the song. So I asked Wu what he would like. I was like, what's your, what are your favorite songs? And he immediately was like, Bicycle and Intergalactic. So Bicycle by Queen <laughs> and Intergalactic by the Beastie Boys. And then he said, mm, also, we will rock you. 
And so the whole thing with this, with the pre-K graduation is usually when we, when they used to do like a, a big performance and, and party with it, um, it's the, the song that they walk out to. So you're basically entrance asking music. a five-year-old what their entrance music is. And we, between We Will, will Rock You and um, an Intergalactic, we decided Intergalactic was probably like more appropriate yeah, and that, just better. That's what, yeah, we decided. It's great. Well, it's a... Yeah, yeah. He he decided that that's the one that he wanted because mm-hmm. then I explained like why I was asking. So that'll be really fun and funny. Um, yeah. But, but these are all songs that they're able just to say to Alexa to play. For sure. And he, it, what's funny though is when you'll, they also know about the like play songs like this and <laughs> also recognize that there are no songs like for instance the neverland pirate band they mm-hmm. don't like they don't like the results very often yeah. so it's funny to hear them just like being discerning in their own way and i i get no more joy than when they will ask randomly like well what is what's this song when there's something else playing you mm-hmm. know and and because i really do try not to force music on them you know like we try to pick songs that we think in music that we think they'll enjoy or that will be somewhat appropriate obviously a lot of inappropriate stuff we've even mentioned already but like it's uh it's still interesting when there's something they key into for some reason or other you know like the radio on or spotify playing in the in the car or something like that um but yeah like when you were playing they might be giants yeah and it was like what is this yeah 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 because obviously he loves it yeah, I think he will. But it's funny. That now I'm trying to remember which song it was. It was like an interesting. That's what I like, though. It's like, okay, what at what point? If I'm just playing an album, like, mm-hmm. what's the thing that makes you turn your head and say, like, oh, I mm-hmm. like that. I like what's happening here. Mm-hmm. You know, um, because where the yeah, other stuff kind of washes over. Yeah, we have certain times of the day that are different for the music that we play, like. We don't often play music in the morning while we're getting ready, but on the drive to and from school, it's pretty much their time to listen to <laughs> Jake. Basically, yeah, they're they're it's DJs. Jake time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's like they're the DJs. And then when we are eating dinner, like sometimes you'll put a record on and that's mm-hmm. just like music, or we'll put like some jazz on just as a background thing. Yeah. Boo likes to call Miles Davis uh robot music. And he'll just demand it. It's so funny. <laughs> I don't know why he calls it robot music. If it's just like the the brass. I don't know. But Amazing. He, he, yeah, he's like, I want to listen to the robot music. And I know that that means he wants to listen to Miles Davis. It's insane. Um, but then bath time is a time where we, if you're, if you're going to say like forcing, as far as forcing goes, it's kind of when we play the music that we're hoping to infiltrate their psyche a little bit like i'll play the willy Wonka willy wonka soundtrack or i'll play moana or i'll play yep. um you recognize both of those as kids mu- movies but those are things that we like and that they don't really care as much about and... yeah like a soundtrack but they have come to mm-hmm. like that ramones that's a big yeah one. if you're trying to or like yeah like they might be giants if you're trying to introduce something because yep. they're playing and not really thinking about the music and that's how i that's how i started playing intergalactic right so that's kind of our 
day of and how the music goes yeah um, also i mean i think we've we've talked before about like in musical instruments like we had gotten woo a lug guitar and we since got one for boo also and he had kind of a musical um christmas this year and mm. i got a lot of like little instruments little like toy piano and some kind of fake wind instruments and a harmonica and stuff like that and so all of those have been fun because now they've started to pick up instruments and do their own thing and that's been a cool development which i also put a lot of place a lot on boo because like woo is not like it's just interesting to see where they're i won't say either of them is not one thing or the other but like where their sort of interests in music lie and what they connect to and they both connect to different things musically and bring different things and so it's been fun to introduce different types of music different stuff like even breakdancing class right mm-hmm. that's an introduction to music and certainly music together and just having stuff available for them to play with explaining to them what records are showing them how to play music digitally on streaming services all that stuff is really fun and it's cool to see it happening would i make somebody play them music super loud if they were babysitting no but I'd tell them they like to listen to music sometimes. Yeah, and they do like to say, Alexa, turn it up. Yeah, oh, they are always turning it up. That's true. We want to know, question of the week from our listeners. How can you ask me a question like that? How can you ask me? I'm your brother, and you ask me that? <laughs> we promise drops. We've got drops. That's right. Question of the week time. Um so clearly carol would like a song for that we're getting there oh well no maybe some music behind yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Yeah. i don't really know how to do that but we'll try yeah <laughs> um we learn as we go here so we want to know what from your childhood is an earwormy song that you still remember because i'm yeah, wondering what's still in your brain i'm wondering if woo and or boo will remember the jig soundtrack I feel like they will. These are the first things they've been, they sing along to. Like they like practicing singing along because they're also fast, a lot of fast songs. Yeah. They like to practice. They like to learn the lyrics. They like to, they they get into one song and they just want to listen to that one. And this is what I remember doing with my sister. And I'll get into that in a little bit. But, um, but we want to know. So we're going to ask you. We hope someone answers one of our questions of the week. It would be really nice. No pressure, but please answer us. It's very lonely when you don't. And we know you're listening. Jeez. Come on. We see the numbers, people. So we know <laughs> you're out there. Um, What's an earwormy song from your childhood that you still remember the lyrics to? We will post this on our Instagram. Not just you still remember the lyrics to. What's an earwormy song that's still buried in your head? Like that you that sing. Comes up subconsciously you have an example of one i do let's hear it okay so we were obsessed with a a a cassette tape called mini and me with uh featuring new new singer crystal larson and it's i will post a picture of this it's her with mini hugging mini and mini mouse you're talking about this is a disney enterprise yeah i'm pretty sure when, when when i say mini People understand that I'm talking about Minnie Mouse, but yeah, um, Minnie Mouse, the mouse. I don't know. Mickey's. Uh, oh God. It's an audio format. Figured you were saying the word Minnie, talking about a time 30 plus years ago. Minnie it Mouse. could be anything. Could be anything? Yeah. Okay. Um, 
Minnie and Me songs just for girls, it says. Mm. So close your close your ears, boys. Yes, yeah, skip ahead. <laughs> People who identify as men because this is not for you. Sorry, and it does say featuring singer Crystal Larson, not new singer, but she was obviously new because she is like five years old. And here it is. I'll just play it. Mm, hear that rain falling. Crystal Larson. Wow. So rain, rain, rain falling on my window pane. Um, I still, I still think of it when it when it's raining. I sometimes text my sister, first guest of the pod, Aunt Monica, and there are many songs from this cassette tape that I still sing, and they are so so bad. Well, I don't know about you, but that certainly wouldn't wake me. <laughs> Um, but, but that, that's, that's what happened. I, we got obsessed. Mm. Oh yeah. Do you remember, uh, any from your childhood? Do I? Yeah. We had a, a cassette tape that someone had clearly recorded from their record player. Cause you hear the, the pops and crackles mm. of a vinyl record. One side were kids songs by Joe Scruggs. The other songs were, uh, all about dinosaurs. And so it's really hard to find them. But of course, the internet provides. Um, apparently, it was a 1978 album called Our Dinosaur Friends. Hmm. I think our tape just said dinosaurs, if it's at anything at all. You know, we, right. we used to wear that thing out, just play both sides through. Mm-hmm. Um, it was by Pam Johnson, Wayne Parker, and Eric Miller. It was hard to pick whether was I going to do the Demetrodon song or the Pterodactyl song, but I went with Triceratops. I'm going to start it in a little bit. How many horns do you have? None, of course. How many horns does a bull have? Two, of course. But me, but me, I have three. I'm very special, you surprised you haven't introduced this to our little ones um nobody asked you know oh, oh poor poor daddy <laughs> oh. so true wow dan ask what we don't know 
Well, you know, this is why we do the podcast. We learn so much about each other. And now I know that I should ask for the dinosaurs songs to be played in our house. Yeah, it would be harder, especially now that I know what it's called and could find it. Um, I especially like that song because there is no rhyme scheme to the chorus. Um, and it just describes a, a triceratops. Of and course. That's why I sh- Sing it to myself every single time. Anybody has a picture of a triceratops. I see one. If we're yeah. if dares to mention one, that's running in the background. Yep. So, yeah, we want to know what these songs are for you guys because I feel like with the mini and me and the dinosaur stuff, like these things were so random and how they made their way into our... I don't our... even know how they this one came into our life. Yeah. Because that it was, wasn't even something that anyone bought. I think that this was an early Disney store purchase. I feel like... Um, Ooh. Or, or it was a present. But I feel like I have a weird memory of, of picking this out. But Aunt Monica's going to school me on what actually happened because I don't really remember too much about my childhood. And she remembers everything, thankfully, which I think is what's going to play out with Wu and Boo because yeah. Wu remembers everything. Everything. <laughs> everything. Um, so we want to know. And I mean, I should also say, like, this is just one of many things. Like, we we loved a lot of musicals. We loved, mm. you know, there were... If you send us in the songs that were these things for you, maybe we'll do an all-music episode. Ooh. Um, we also really liked We Sing Silly Songs. That was a big thing. We had a lot of We Sing. Yeah. Sher- Sharon, Lew- Sharon, Lois, and Bra. What? <gasps> Bra- you know what? There is a sequel to the boy called Brahms. That's right. So maybe it's about Brahms. I've always wondered what was up with it's that guy. About- he was so happy. Why was he so happy? Fred Penner's just hunting him. <laughs> oh my God. Wait. And let's let's not forget. Let us never forget Raffi. I know we've already talked about Raffi a lot on this podcast, yeah. but if you aren't following him on Instagram, you Great must. Great social media. You must. It's really just a simple joy that I get from he'll post pictures of his dinner. I've talked about it. Do yep. it. It's really funny and great. Um, but Raffi obviously was was a heavy hitter. We loved it. When we were kids, now our kids love it. I mean, geez. Indeed. Okay, before we rate this movie, though, I would like to do a very quick where are they now? Ooh. It's Mummy and Daddy's Totally Awesome Where Are They Now? Okay, so there aren't many actual real-life children in this movie. No. And I couldn't really see anything interesting about the adults, except for the fact that Greta, played by Lauren Cohan, was sure. was Maggie in The Walking Dead, or is still. Is oh, that right. Still yeah, on. yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that show, show sure. still, on, still going? I think so. Jesus. Um, good for her. So I didn't recognize her from that, even though I remember we watched a few episodes of that show. Um, that's really funny. But she, in this movie, I'm like, wow, she's great. Like Mm -hmm. she should, she should be in pictures. Uh, she's doing fine. Anyway, in the flashbacks of 
Brahms, the child actor. His name is Jet Klein, Klein with a K and a Y. Jet Klein plays Tommy Maximoff in WandaVision. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that's great for him. I mean, that's huge. Yeah, so I'm sure we're going to see more of little Jet Klein. He's a cutie. He's in the MCU now, so. He is. I mean, he's going to have his own show soon. Yeah, I he bet. will. I he mean, will, 100%. I forget what the, is Wiccan, is that, excuse me, his, because uh, he is a superhero already. Like, mm-hmm. that's the thing. It's not just like, oh, he's like the kid and we never see him again. He is like in the Young Avengers he's, or something. Yeah. He's either like the fast one or. Right. The stretchy one? I don't know what the other kid does. Mm, I forget. So that's him. That's where he is now. That's what he's doing or where he was recently. Mm, (laughs) Mommies and Teddy, where have they been recently? (laughs) Okay, so I know it's, I haven't really showed my hand here, but uh, we should go ahead and rate the movie. No, everyone's dying to hear what I think about it. That's true. Oh, can I throw a scary good stuff in before we? Oh, or we you can know, do that later. No, we can we can do more. I I already have keep, and I was gonna put a link to the Lug guitars as well. Okay, I think we've done Lug guitars before. One thing I'll suggest for the parents, because keep is for the kids. They're gonna love sharing notes, collaborative notes. They're gonna love it. Uh, something that both Carol and I have been enjoying lately is. Jamie Loftus's Lolita podcast. Oh, yes. Um, it's about the cultural legacy of Nabokov's Lolita. And it is, I think, essential listening. If you don't feel like you have time or uh, bandwidth for 10 episodes of a podcast about um, Lolita, you could just listen to episode 10, the final one. I think it it, it brings together a lot of the pieces of, yeah, or just scroll through and see which one. Yeah, totally. you know, it, there's nothing. It's not like it's taken in parts or whatever. It's it's about like different aspects of um of it. And I I think especially as a as a parent, it brings up um some yeah some really incredible stuff, and it's just really very very well done. I highly recommend it. That's all. Just had to shoehorn that one in there. Let's uh, rate this movie uh carol um let's see how many uh all right how many montana pb and j's because you flew this five thousand miles just to be here would you give the movie the boy one 2016 uh out of five pbs and j's just a note for anyone who for some reason hasn't seen this movie she has packed with her going to london she has packed with her peanut butter and jelly and she makes herself a sandwich as soon as the people are gone and josh was like why is she doing this and i was like well peanut butter and jelly isn't a thing in europe it's just not like they think it's gross and like too sweet right and my thing is though they have the ingredients there. <laughs> they do exist the bread 
jam, certainly. And I believe peanut butter is available in stores. Yeah, yeah, but... Especially when Malcolm is trying to do whatever he can, you know? I just thought it was a weird thing to, like, for, for the audience to do the work for on it. Like, there was no mention of... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just so... It was so weird. It wasn't like, oh, my ex-boyfriend had a peanut allergy. I haven't been able to have this in months. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, out of five, mm-hmm. I'm going to give this movie wait is it crunchy peanut butter or creamy peanut butter? certainly creamy oh shoot okay um because i was gonna say uh, like a nut like a little nut piece wow (laughs) no i would say i'm gonna give it i'm gonna give it half of a sandwich half a sandwich okay there i mean i just yeah it sucks all right uh nobody asked me but i'll give it what do you think josh i'll give it i'll give it two sandwiches i don't care about this movie but it's i don't know beneath your you just you picked the number two because it's just a good number you didn't it's this movie is so far beneath your level of caring that you just i'd rather have two sandwiches than none (laughs) you know and it wasn't i don't know to quote fred penner it's like a it's, it's if I had a hundred sandwiches, I'd eat them all at once. <sighs> I don't think he actually wrote that song. No. Hack. Who did? Nobody knows. <laughs> Folk song. <laughs> <laughs> Authorship unknown. Just handed down from generation to generation. <laughs> sandwiches are beautiful. Sandwiches are fine. I like sandwiches. sandwiches. I eat them all the time. See, we'll save it for the musical episode. <laughs> if one of you sends it in. Uh, yep, that's my thing, though. Two sandwiches, because sure. The musical episode is not a threat. It's a promise. The threat <laughs> is you have to do this work for us people. <laughs> it's begging, I guess, is what I'm trying okay. to say. I don't even know if it really makes sense to do the kids in this one. Oh, all right, fair. Yeah. There's no actual kids. So, yeah, they get a perfect score. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Wow. Awesome. Great. Another nap time recording of Mummy and Daddy. And it only took one re-upping of Kindle time. Oh, nice work. Mm. It's a beautiful thing. Oh, good on us for trying to keep it a little concise we're doing what we can out here uh well we're doing what we can out here i ask that all of you please just don't be a creep get in touch you can email us at mummyxdeady at gmail.com we are on twitter and facebook at mummyxdeady or on instagram at mummyxdeadypod you can leave us a voicemail at 818-839-1991 or just visit us on the internet for show notes and more at mummyxdeady.com If you like what you hear, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen, and please tell a friend. Our theme music is by Kyle Andrews. Our logo was designed by Dara Weinberg. Maggie Spaulding is a huge glass of red wine that you pour for yourself and drink before you fall asleep. (laughs) Bye. It's time, my dear.